Well, I asked the Lord. He gave me this word. I'm like, Lord, do I have to share this word? Can I, can I just, I want to share a real happy, clappy word, but unfortunately, we're obedient to the Lord, so got to do what he asks you to do. So, um, And I really felt like as I was beginning to pray and this morning, um, today's a significant day and the reason why I have to share it, so you'll learn what the significance is at the end. But uh, this morning, I just want to talk about offence. And um, when you look at the word offence, in English, it's translated as a stumbling block. Um, These are things which can become an obstacle or hindrance to our spiritual walk or to someone else's. An offence can be defined as a feeling of being insulted, contempt or personal outrage. Offences are usually the result of being unfairly treated or feeling that our rights have been violated. And so... We're going to deal with that today, if that's in our life. I mean, you've got to learn as walking as a Christian and walking with the Lord, where there's no room for offence. And you are, you know, Jesus says, we will get offended. Come on, there's going to be times where you will get offended because some people will just offend you, okay? You, know, you could be the nicest person, but some people will still just... But it's what we do with that offence. Come on. it's whether, And when you begin to understand... When you take on offence and keep it, what it becomes, come on, it's like a rotting thing inside you that continues to rot. But actually what happens to offence, it ends up affecting you more than anybody else. Well, it does affect other people because of your attitude, but it affects you. And I read this in Proverbs. It says, Proverbs 18, verse 19. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. They're pretty strong words. Come on, when you're offended, it's harder to win you back than a strong city. And contentions are like bars of a castle. And you know what? As I was preparing this thing, think about this, I've dealt with people with offences. And I want to tell you, when you get to this point, it is very difficult to win them back. Come on, very difficult to win an offended person back. Just dealing in a church at the moment with someone who's... Their whole life has been, they just take everything as offended. They get, he gets offended at this and offended at that. And really now looking at him, it is like this. When I read that, I've never seen that scripture before. He is so hard to win over. Even when you be politically nice, correct, say every nice word that you could possibly think of, he will find an offense in it. Because that's when that's why the Bible says when we don't deal with offense, you're actually harder to win than a strong city. Come on, who who wants to be? I don't want to be like that. You don't want to be like that. So we have to learn how to how to deal with offenses because they will happen. You've got to learn what to do with it and understanding how you know it becomes a pattern in your life when you learn to deal with it. It becomes easy. Once you get the, the um, victory in it, it actually becomes easy because you realise it's greater to have a victory. A lot of time in marriages, they never get healed because of offence. We get offended about things. You know, it's not wrong for us to feel hurt. It's not wrong for you because we have feelings. God gave us feelings. He doesn't want us to be robots. He wants us to love. He wants us to to have all those emotions. Mark 3 verse 5 describes an occasion when Jesus himself looked around with anger and he grieved the hardness of heart. Come on, Jesus was even. He looked around in anger because of the people and where they were at. But he didn't take that. He kept going with a soft heart. He kept going and doing what God had asked him to do. Then in 2 Timothy 4 verse 14, Paul relates how Alexander the coppersmith did him great harm. So in in seeing this, Jesus and um, Paul both got offended. Come on. They both had, they weren't immune from stuff. See, being a Christian does not make you immune from hurt, from disappointment. In actual fact, sometimes it makes you more of a target. But we've got to learn. Jesus showed um, both Jesus and Paul had to deal with hurt. So if they had to deal with it, come on, we're going to have to too. We're only human and we're part of a fallen world. That's why the church isn't perfect. Come on, we're human beings and we're part of a fallen world. So whilst we don't welcome getting hurt, it's unrealistic not to expect that at some time you're going to get hurt. 
or you're going to get offended. But it's how we react. Come on. It's how you react. The Bible teaches non-retaliation. It warns us not to add fuel to the fire. And this is what Paul said in Romans 12 verse 17. He says, Repay no one evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. See, vengeance is God's, not yours. Come on, it belongs to the Lord. So the good thing is you might get offended or you might get hurt, but God is your protector. Come on, vengeance is his. Vengeance is God. And see, that's why I believe the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies. Because when God puts his vengeance on them, you'll feel sorry for them. Come on. even you, But I remember back when we first, in the early days when we started, uh, took over the ministry. There were so many things going on and people saying stuff. And there was this one person who kept regularly just saying things about the ministry and this is going to happen and that's going to happen and bringing in all the, oh, nobody likes you and all this stuff, continually bringing this report, continually bringing a negative report. And, and then there was this one particular guy who'd never met us, a pastor of a church, and he was saying all these things about us. And right then I'm like, enough's enough. I'm going to call him up and give him what for. Come on. He knows nothing about us. He, he's never met us personally. Come on. You know what? It's even worse when somebody who's never met you or doesn't know you personally starts speaking bad of you. That's harder. You know, you can understand when people clap. But when someone who's never met you doesn't know and continually is causing problems. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to call him. And then Greg said, you better pray about that. You better pray about that. And I'm like, I don't need to pray about it. He needs to be confronted. What's he doing saying this, this, and this? But I did pray. I listened to the advice of my husband. And I did pray about it. And the Lord brought me back to this. He said, vengeance is mine. God said to me, you do not have to defend yourself. Come on. You don't have to. See, that's what it comes out of, wanting to defend yourself. And see, if you know me, I I hate injustice. It's one of my biggest things. I hate injustice. And so to me, that was an injustice. But the Lord said to me, vengeance is mine. I mean, this guy was saying that our marriage will end up in divorce. Our kids will all end up wayward. All these things he's saying about us to people. Well, I want to tell you, fast forward now. His children are wayward. Our children are serving the Lord and following the Lord. Come on. God says, now, not that you wish that, but you've got to be careful what you say. Come on, you've got to be careful what you speak. He spoke that over us, and that's what's happened to him. Come on. And the Lord said to me, if you take it into your hands, then you'll have to continually deal with it. That's what he told me. As soon as I pick it up and take it, I'm going to have to continually deal with it. The Lord says, if you leave it with me and give it to me, vengeance is mine. Come on. Vengeance is God. And God looks after. So you've got to learn when you get offended, we have to give it to God. Just give it to the Lord. He will do a better job at fixing it than you ever could. He will do a best. See, God will honor your name. Come on. He will honor you. He will look after you. It doesn't matter what anybody says or does. When we do what's right, when we do what the Lord's asked us to do, come on, he then brings back. He looks after you. He says, I'm your protector. I'm your keeper. You know, God's Holy Spirit living within us enables us to live and empowers us to live. What I've found is that now when I do get offended or when something happens, you know what? I've learned to grow enough of the Holy Spirit in me, come on, to just put it aside and just be able to still be normal, even though my natural flesh side most probably wants to punch that person or (laughs) I'll do whatever, you know. Come on. That's my natural side wants to do that. Fivefold ministry. (laughs) I like that. Come on. There's people at times you want to... Str- no. You just... 
especially when you do what we do. Come on. Some people, it's like, well, you grow up, for goodness sake. It's like the things you have to put up with. You're mature people. Come on, you know the Lord. But I've learned, come on, the Holy Spirit inside you. That's what Jesus said when he died. He said, come on, I leave you with power. It gives you power to overcome offenses. It gives you power to not hit that person. Come on. It gives you power to still be nice to that person. Come on. It gives you power to do what you need to do. So when you get offended, when you get hurt, but there's a place that we have to grow in our life, you've got to continually grow that Holy Spirit in you. See, when I see people getting offended at this and offended at that and offended at this and every little, and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't say anything, they are offended. And you can sit in a room and there's four other people and you're all there and that person gets it and you're all shaking your head. Why did they get offended? See, what I believe is it's you haven't grown enough of the Holy Spirit in you. Come on, when you grow enough of the power of God in you, you can learn to put offense aside. Come on, you can learn to, or even at the time where you might feel offended, when you go away and you seek the Lord and you pray, come on, he shows you, don't worry about it. It's nothing to worry about. Come on, and the more and more you grow God in your life, the more you enable the Holy Spirit, you'll find you don't get offended like you used to get offended. Come on, that's why the Lord wants us to continually grow. When we get hurt, we turn to God. It says it in Psalm 50 verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. So when you're struggling, come on, when you're going through stuff, there's an answer, call upon the Lord. Psalm 55 verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Come on, he will sustain you. Cast your burden on the Lord. See, what happens when you get offended and you keep holding it in? You're not casting it upon the Lord. Then you become a person who talks to everybody else about your offense. You want to get everybody else on your side. Come on. So you keep talking about the offense to this person, this one. You know, how did Jesus deal with personal offense? First Peter 2, 23, it says this. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he trusted in him. Come on. He trusted in him who judges justly. See, he went back to the Lord. There it is. When Jesus was offended, when he was hurt, when he was, come on, the people annoyed him. They upset him. He got mad with them. Come on. He, he looked at those disciples sometime and you can hear his quiet little, mm, God, why did you give me these idiots? Don't they get anything? Come on. Pastors can relate, leaders can relate. Come on, parents, parents sometimes, husband and wife sometimes. You're like, why did you give me this? No, we wouldn't say that, would we? <laughs> Come on, but what did he do? Every time he was upset, every time he was angry, what did he do? He trusted in him who judges justly. Come on, God is a fair judge. He does not let people get away with stuff. He will bring vengeance for you. Jesus left it in God's hand. Come on, the personal abuse he received, he gave it to the Lord. He's our example. Come on, whenever you're offended, when you're going through stuff, you need to give it to the Lord. If you're going around, see, one way to indicate if you're offended, if something's happened to you and you've repeated it two or three times, you're offended. Come on, it's a good indication. Or something happens. You you turn up at church and you're supposed to be doing this, but for some unknown reason, the pastor changes it or something happens or something like that. That shows your maturity when you're like, okay, we're just, let's make the most of this, let's fix it. But if you keep repeating the story, come on, did you see what's up? Well, I had this all set up and then they went and changed. And then you tell the next person, oh, I'm just so mad today because I had this all set up and they were going to do this. And You're offended. Come on, if you're repeating things, you're offended. You know what, offence is usually often tied to entitlement. You didn't get something that you thought you were going to get or something didn't work out. 
You're something, you were the next person in line for leadership and you didn't get it. You were the next person in line for a promotion and you didn't get it. Not being recognised in a church setting for what you think you've done or had. Come on. God promotes. And usually when you look at offence, pride is attached to it. When you get offended, then you become prideful. Come on. You're always defending yourself. It's never your fault. Offended people will always blame somebody else. Well, so-and-so did this or, or nobody came to do this. or Come on. That's offended people. They will always blame somebody else. And understanding the biggest thing, when you're offended, it stops the flow of God in your life. His example in Mark 6 verse 1, it says this. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by the disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. So here he is, people are listening, they're amazed by him. They said, where did this man get these things? They asked, what is the wisdom that he's been given to him, that he even does the miraculous? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Because what they were doing is they're recognising him. And this is an important thing. Why in our church we create a culture of honour. Come on, that we don't think, well, oh, well, yes, it's just Brad and Sarah or it's just so-and-so. Or what can happen is you grow up in a church with people and your best friends, but someone's moving ahead in the Lord and doing everything they're supposed to do and dealing with stuff in their life and then they get promoted. But you never recognise that honour. You never recognise the mantle. Come on. The mantle comes from God. Promotion comes from God. That's what I say, familiarity. Or if you start to get close to a leader or close to someone, and then you have that familiarity. And see, this is what it was. They're like, ah, he's just the carpenter. Come on, he's just this. They never recognise Jesus, come on, they never recognized God's hand on his life, the anointing and the power, and they took offense at him. And then it goes on this and says this in verse 4. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown among his relatives and his own house is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. You see, offense stopped the flow of miracles. Come on, when you just look at that alone, you won't want to keep offence in your life. Come on, offence, stop. This was Jesus. Come on, here's Jesus, miracle, raising people from the dead, casting out demons. But because they were offended, he could not do any miracles. When you become offended, come on, it will stop the flow of God in your life. It will stop the miraculous because of your attitude. Number one reason why to get rid of offence. Another example in 2 Kings verse 5 is Naaman. It says, Now Naaman, a commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honourable man. And send you here because it recognised he's a great and honourable man. It says this, In the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valour, but he was a leper. Verse 9, Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a message to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. Verse 11, But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand on the, and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over this place and heal the leprosy. This is offence to the max. Come on. When he thinks he's so important. Come on. It says he was a great and honourable man, but he's got leprosy. 
And he perceives that it should be done a certain way. I'm a great and honourable person. Come on, we can get so full of pride. I'm this and that. Who, who should they to talk to me like that? Or who are they to treat me like that? Who are they to act like that? But you've got to understand here, he's got a disease. He's got leprosy. He's not even looking beyond that because he sees himself as such an honourable. He's great in his own eyes, but he thinks Elisha needs to come down and wave his hand over him and personally touch him. But he's just said to him, go wash in that river. See, sometimes we can become so full of ourselves and our importance that we miss out on a miracle because we think that it should be done this way or I should be honoured this way or they don't honour me or they don't do this. But thankfully, he had someone with him with good counsel. And verse 12 says, Are not the rivers of Damascus, Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? We told him to wash in a dirty river too. So that made it even worse. <laughs> Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and he went away in rage, which is offence. Come on, he's going to miss out on a miracle. He's going to miss out on getting whole from the thing that's plagued him all his life because of offence. Well, you've got to look at this. What are you missing out on because you're offended? Come on, what miraculous thing are you believing God for, but you're missing out on because you're offended that it didn't get happened like it did, or you're not honoured, or you're not given uh, recognition for what you do, or it didn't happen how you thought it should happen? Come on. In the eyes of God, we should be just thankful we're saved. Don't worry about a position or, or whatever or that people don't recognize you. Come on, everything have I said more many times here. The way that I deal with never feeling used or abused is that I do it unto God. Whenever those feelings come of that I feel like I'm being used or I feel like someone's taking advantage of me, I just turn around and say, well, Lord, it doesn't matter what they do. I'm doing this unto you. See, when you do it unto God, then you'll never feel used. You'll never feel abused. That's why you always think it's important to never think that you're beyond any job that you're beyond anything. Come on, you, I will never think I'm too important to clean the toilets or vacuum the floor or clean up around because to me, my honour is attached to the house of God. Come on, I've always had that attitude in my whole life that because I love the house of God, I love Him. It wouldn't matter if I had to serve my, well, you're always serving, but I would do anything because my honor is attached to the house of God. I love this house. I've loved every house of God that I've been in and even places that we visit. I would get in and help them. But He thought Himself so important. He went away offended. See, when you're offended, you find fault with everything. He couldn't see that his healing was there. Come on, he's finding fault with the water now. For goodness sake, you're going to get a healing. But he's finding fault with the water. He's finding fault. He didn't come down. Man, he's, wouldn't you think he would be desperate? Man, if this man of God come and said that you're going to get healed, you're not going to have that leprosy anymore, you wouldn't care if you had to dip in the sewer. <laughs> if it meant you got clean and you were fixed. Come on, when your heart's right, when you're not. But he took offense. He took offense because he was so full of pride of who he is and what he is, and I'm so important. And then he starts finding fault with the river. See, offended people find fault in everything. It doesn't matter how much you do for them. What I found is offended people, you could do everything for them. You could be there at their darkest. You could be, call them. You could send a team of people over to help, but it still would never be enough because they're offended. He nearly misses his miracle. Verse 13, and his servant came near and spoke to him. Come on, good to have people round about your life who can speak wisdom and sense into your life. My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have not done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? Come on, this guy can see sense. 
So he went down and he dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Well, often we give this example. God didn't just restore his skin back to the age that he was. He restored him to the flesh of a child. I don't know, but if I was God, I'd say, let him keep his leprosy. (laughs) Come on. Stinking, prideful man thinks he's so good. I'm offering, you know, and that's what it feels like. You're offering people. You're saying to them, look, just do this in your life. Just do that. Come on, get rid of this. You're offering them away. You're offering them freedom from your knowledge and from what the Lord says. But they look at it and think, who are they to tell me what to do? Who are they to say this? Come on. And you stop the flow of God. You stop the miraculous. Come on. He could have missed it, except he served and could see and say to him, listen, come on, do it. You'll get healed, you'll get whole. That's why I said it's important to have people round about our life that speak into our life that can help us see sense when our heads are getting too big or we've got an attitude or we've become offended that all we see is fault in everything. Come on. God restored him. You know, that's how awesome the Lord is. He restored him to the, like a little child. 1 Peter uh, chapter 3 and verse 8 says this, Finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Come on, live in harmony. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate. Be humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but blessing. Come on, the Bible tells us how to live. Live in harmony. Don't get caught up. If you know someone is someone is offended, don't justify their cause. Don't get caught up in their cause. You need to be one who brings them, turns them around, brings a positive light back on the situation. Live in harmony. Don't Don't be a gossiper. Don't be a spreader of stuff when you get offended. Don't be a spreader of it. Live in harmony. Do not repay evil for evil. Now, I've read this many times, but I've never seen this part. Verse 12 says this. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteousness, and his his ear is attentive to their prayer. Never seen that before. Just always heard it. Be kind, be compassionate, do good, do that. Love people. It's like, but I'm mad and I don't want to love them. And God, they deserve this. And Come on, you can have all those feelings. But this is why we need to do it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. When we do the right thing, come on, God's eyes are on you. And that then it means his ear is attentive to your prayer. He hears your prayers. It's showing us that when we don't, when we have that offense in our life or when we're someone who repays evil with evil or we're not living in harmony, we're gossipers, we're troublemakers. Come on. It tells us, God shows us, it cuts the flow off from your life. You're wondering sometimes, why aren't my prayers being answered? Check your heart. Are you offended? Are you someone that causes trouble? Are you someone that speaks evil of people? Are you someone who's always finding fault with things? Because it says the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. You know what? That scripture in itself is enough for us to live a life not offended. Come on, two reasons. One, it stops the flow of God in your life. Second reason, God's ear is attentive to your prayers when we do the right thing. That's why I said, do everything unto the Lord. Come on, do everything to him. When you do it to him, when you feel offended, when you feel used, when you feel not recognized, when you do everything unto him, his ears are open to your prayers. Come on, he makes a way. He hears, he heals. He enables you to get over that. But when you're offended, you'll be continually offended. If you don't deal with it, you'll be then someone who finds fault in everything. Come on, we've all met those people. You know instantly, oh my gosh, they're going to have a problem with this. Oh no, they're going to have a problem with that. Oh, they're going to find fault with this. Come on, it's a season now where the Lord wants us to grow up. 
Come on, he's church to grow up, to get over our stuff. Jesus took your transgressions. Come on, he said, how are the people in the world going to know that you're my people? How? But the love you have for one another, that we can love each other, that we can get over our offenses. Come on, it's going to happen. But just like Jesus and just like Paul, you've got to give it to the Lord. When you're offended, you've got to give it to God. The character of the new man says this, Colossians 3, 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. <laughs> you might have someone around your life who you've got to be long-suffering with. Come on. <laughs> long-suffering. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, if it is Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love. Come on, put on love, which is the Holy Spirit. Come on, that Holy Spirit power in us, that enabling power will cause you to be able to love someone who you didn't think you could. And then it says this. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. See, giving it to the Lord brings such a peace that you'll never get by hanging on to it. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Come on. I want to have the peace of God. You know, there's nothing I can do about people that are spiteful, that are angry, that are twisted. They're always going to be there. Come on. Those people, there's going to be people who would just merely dislike you because they dislike you. A lot of the time, those people dislike you because you're everything that they want to be, but they can't do it. Usually, you find people like that. Come on. People who are continually like that, they have low self-esteem. They want to be like you, but they can't. There's something in them, and you usually will find that it's, they're offended. Come on, offended, everything. It wouldn't matter if you smiled at them and bought them a gift. They would find something. They know that I'm allergic to dairy. Why would they buy me that? Oh, they must have been being mean. <laughs> That's an offended person. Come on, they will find even when you try and do something nice, they'll take it as an offence. Taking it to God brings peace. I want to get to the significance of what the Lord spoke to me this morning. Is that when I was having my time in this morning, the Lord said to me, today is a significant day. I'm like, okay, Lord. I don't know about anything, but tell me what the significance is. And so I just began to ask him, and do you know that Passover begins tomorrow? Now, if you know me, I'm not one of those ones who... I, you know, I know there's people who, the significance of the Jewish and the things and stuff like that, and I believe in it all, but I'm not someone who's out there, you know, doing this and doing that. But the Lord showed me that Passover begins tomorrow. This year is a turnaround year. Come on. One of the things the Lord showed us at the beginning of this year is that in Exodus 6, he talks about that you'll be free. Come on. That he's God's people, we're going to be free this year. In a turnaround year, we're going to be free. God's taking us out of captivity. Come on. He's taking you and he's delivering you. That's why you've been going through stuff because just before the Egyptians, come on, they are, sorry, the Israelites, what happened is with Passover, it says this, at the strike of midnight, it says in the year 2448, From creation, God visited the last of the ten plagues on the Egyptians, killing all their firstborn. While doing so, God spared the children of Israel passing over. Their homes, hence the name of the holiday, it talks about um, Pharaoh's resistance was broken 
and he virtually chased his former slaves out of the land. See, God showed me that Pharaoh's resistance, come on, the enemy's resistance against you is going to be broken this year. Come on, it's going to be broken. That's what Passover was about. That there was a the last play. Come on, God was getting ready to set them free and bring victory into their life. It says this, the Israelites left in such a hurry, in fact, that the bread they baked as provision for the way did not have time to rise. 600,000 adult males plus many more women and children left Egypt on that day and began to trek to Mount Sinai uh, as the birth of God's chosen people. God's promise was to them in Exodus 6, 9 that they would enter their promised land, that they would come out of bondage and it was a turnaround year. What is one of the things that's been, everybody's talking about a turnaround year. You're coming out of bondage. Come on. All the things that you've been dealing with are coming to an end. But it's interesting what the Lord showed me is, because I'm like, God, do I have to preach that message today? But the Lord showed me it's something we need to deal with. Come on. Before you get set free, before you go into your promised land, come on, it's the Passover. God's delivering you from the last of your enemies. And if you've got offense in your life, see, it doesn't matter if it begins to come to a year of breakthrough and a turnaround year, there are laws of God. If you're not walking in his commandments, if you're not obeying his laws, it can be a turnaround year and you'll miss it. Because everything's conditional. You can have the greatest prophecies. Come on. You can have the greatest words. In actual fact, I watched the Lord deliver many great prophecies to people. And then the very next week, everything in their life has been revealed. All the bad stuff. All the things. See, God, the goodness of God is what brings them. But God gives you the prophecy. Show you this is your potential. Come on. This is your. You can have 50 prophecies. But if you don't live a life according to the Lord. Come on. If you don't forget give. If you don't get rid of that offense, it will not be a turnaround year for you. Come on. It will, nothing will change in your life. You'll continue this time next year. You'll watch other people set free. You'll see other people walking in victory, but you'll still be offended. And then you'll be finding fault with them. Oh, well, they're just the pet of the pastors or, or they had a rich daddy or come on. You'll be still justifying your offences. So the Lord began to show me that it's significant today as we enter into Passover tomorrow. Come on, we're entering into Passover, a significant time where God deals with the last of our enemies, where he deals with those things in our life. Come on, and then we're able to walk in to our promised land. Many of the things we've talked about this year is of the promises of God. Come on, that you'll walk in victory. But I want to tell you, you've got to have a right heart. You've got to be walking with everything. And so if you've got a fence in your life, you're going to deal with it today. Come on, don't walk around with it. And often what I want to tell you, offended people, pride is attached to it. So don't allow that pride to stop you today because the Lord's given me specific instructions of how we're to do it. Don't allow your pride to stop you from coming forward. Come on, because we know as I told you that offense and pride go hand in hand. Don't be like Naaman and miss it because, oh, well, what if so-and-so sees me or, or what about this? Oh, no, sorry, I don't want you to give it out yet. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 not yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Oh, you did it? Okay, so it's one of those things. I'm offended with you now. <laughs> It's not going as planned. No, it's fine. It's a little bit. Sorry, guys. They're like, well, we just went and got it all ready. You still need to be ready, but let's stand this morning. You can't get offended because I'm preaching on that. (laughs) But come on, this is something that is very significant. And I know we all have the opportunity to get offended. And you might be even... One of the reasons a lot of people leave churches is because of offence. But what you have to realise, you're the stinking rot and you go to the next place and you'll be offended again. A lot of people disconnect themselves from relationships because they're offended. God wants us to deal with it. Come on, he's 
delivering us this year. It's a turnaround year. Come on. It's your turnaround year. It's time for you to have the victories. It's time for you to walk in your promised land. It's time for you to have all that God has spoken to you. But one thing he wants to deal with today is offense. And so what I felt the Lord say is that if you've been offended, then we're going to come forward. If you've, if, well, we've all been offended. But if you're carrying offense then you need to come forward this morning. And the significance is that Jesus took communion at Passover. And what communion, it represented Jesus. Come on, the forgiveness of what he did for us. We always remember what Jesus did. And you know, when you can remember back to your first love, when you can remember how the Lord saved, come on, that feeling when you first got saved, how wonderful, how awesome it was. Or even then God does something incredible. You have that encounter with him, the feeling of that. You don't want any offense or any problem that you have. It's not worth hanging on to and stopping that flow of God in our life. But you know what? As Jesus, forgiveness is our benefit. Because as Jesus forgave you, come on, then you can forgive others. Come on, he forgave you. And he's willing to forgive you today. If you've been offended and acting out of offense and, and been walking around like that, come on, Jesus will forgive you this morning. And as he forgives you, then you're able to forgive us. So what I want to do is open up the altar this morning. And if you know that's in your life. Now, I warned you about pride. If you know that's you, then you should be out here. Come on, you should be out here. So I want us to come this morning because God's going to deal with this today in your life. And as God deals with it, come on, this is the last day. We're entering Passover. We're entering into victory. We're entering into a time of a turnaround year of our promises. Come on, coming to pass. Walking into the promised land. Nothing should ever, you know, it should be like that first time when they said, come to Jesus. I don't know about you, but I I was literally running to the altar. It's the same today. Don't go another day with that offence. Come on, you need to, it's no use. The Lord spoke to you. You're used to saying, well, well, I'll just give it to God here in my seat. Or I'll just pray about it later. You need to come forward this morning. Release it. God's going to release that. You're going to be free of it. Come on. As we enter into Passover, the last of the enemies. The last of the enemies. Come on. A fence holding you back. Stopping you from entering into all that God has for you. Stopping the flow of the miraculous. You can often be someone, you always, bad stuff happens to you. Come on, you continually don't seem to get a breakthrough. Well, check your heart. Are you offended? Have you got a fence there? Because we know what happened. He was so offended and so full of pride that he nearly missed his miracle. Don't miss your miracle this morning. You know, if you're sitting in your seat and you're like, should we, is that me? You need to be here. I'm always going to take the safe way. Come on. I'm always going to safe way. If I think, well, I'd rather, even if I'm not offended, I'm going to be there because, hey, I'm, I'm not going to live with it. I'm always going to take the safe road. If you're thinking about, am I offended? Aren't I offended? Or if you're sitting there saying, no, I'm not offended, better check your heart again. (laughs) Come on. Why wouldn't we want to get whole? Why wouldn't we want to be free from anything that stops the flow of God in our life? Why wouldn't we want to be free from anything that would stop us from getting the miraculous of God in our life? Now, what I want us to do is that the Lord showed me as it begins Passover and Jesus 
took communion at Passover, that now for these ones out the front here, um, if you can have the stewards, if they're not out here, if you could just bring communion down the front. And we're going to take of that communion this morning. And we're going to release our offences. Come on. We're going to forgive those that we're offended with. Thank you, Jesus. So as you get it, just hang on to it for a moment because we're all going to take communion together. Yeah, you can pass it out now. Thank you. They're being extra cautious now. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We have a great team. Thank you, Jesus. I even sense the Lord saying, I know that the key thing is some of you that are out here, there's been things you've been believing for. There's been things in your life, healing, some some things that haven't happened. But Lord, show me that this is the key today. This is the key. Getting free from those offences. Come on, you have the Holy Spirit inside you that enables you. And the Lord, show me as we partake today. I'm going to take it too. As we partake of this communion, remembering just just hold for everyone's got it. Last chance. I just feel like the Lord's not letting me move on. Come on. Does anyone else? Last chance. Come on, don't allow pride to stop you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. We're about to enter a turnaround. Lord, no offence, no upset, nothing will ever compare to having victory in you, to being whole in you, Father God. Lord, I thank you right now. No, everyone else isn't taking communion, sorry. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter. You can partake, but okay. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. All right. So those you out the front here, I want you... As we take, I'm going to pray. And as we take of this, remember, come on, this is Jesus' body. It's his blood. He died on the cross for everything. He died for your freedom. He forgave you. Now we can forgive others. So as we partake of communion this morning, just see the blood of Jesus cleansing. You know, what the Lord showed me is, Offense is like rotten sewer. It just sits inside and sits inside and the waters of God have become polluted that we can't see because of the stuff. Well, today as you take of that communion, the blood of Jesus, come on, it cleanses white as snow. See it cleansing you this morning, washing away the offense, washing away all the stuff. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that as it is, we're entering into Passover. Father, we're entering into this year of a turnaround year of, Lord, our enemies being defeated. And, Father, I thank you that as we partake of this communion today, the blood of Jesus, his body that was broken for us, Father, I thank you that that offense is going to leave me. Father, I release it today. I see it on the cross today. Lord, that feeling of being offended, whoever has offended me, Lord, I forgive them today. And now, Lord, come on, you need to forgive them. You you might have two or three. Forgive them. Forgive them today and see that nailed to the cross. So, Father, I thank you as we partake this morning. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. Okay, let's eat and drink. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, Thank you for your power. Sets us free.
Thank you, Lord. Just see it being released. Thank you, Jesus, as you give it to God. Come on. And like I said, there might be some of you out here where you have every cause to be offended. Like me, come on. Someone's doing you harm, has been doing wrong. But when we release it to God, come on. Vengeance is His. Vengeance is His. Leave it at the cross today. Father, I thank You right now that we leave it at Your feet. Lord, we give it to You. Come on. And Father, I thank You as we give it to You. Lord, I thank You for that healing power that heals our emotions, that heals our hearts. Come on, some of you, your hearts have been broken. You feel the pain. It's hard to forgive because it's been a real feeling. But as we give it to Jesus, come on, He's healing your heart. He's healing the emotions. Come on, vengeance is mine, just as Jesus did. We're laying it at His feet. Now, Father, I thank You for the power of the Holy Spirit that makes us whole, that enables us. Father, I thank you. You've cut this from my life today. Lord, I will not be offended. Father, I thank you for your healing power that brings healing to my heart, to my emotions, to my feelings, Lord, to whatever I've been through. I thank you for that healing power right now. And Lord, I thank you as we enter into Passover. This is a day of celebration, Father. We we will have the victory. You will have the victory in our lives against our enemies. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the great time. It's a turnaround. Come on. It's a turnaround. As you begin, Jesus, at first, is a turnaround in your heart and in your emotions that you're not going to be angry anymore with that thing. Come on. Leave the anger here. Leave it here. See that anger. Some of you have just been so mad. You've been so mad because it's been justice. It's been wrong. It's not been right. But you're mad. Now you need to leave it with the Lord today. Father, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you as we release the anger, as we release the hurt, as we release those emotions today, Father God. I thank you for your anointing. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit in each one of us. Offense, you're finished today. Come on, I make a choice. I will not be offended. I will not be offended. Come on, I will not be offended. The Holy Spirit enables me, empowers me to put out. And as once you begin to live this out, you'll find you won't get offended like you used to be offended. Now, Lord, I thank you for your healing power right now. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you. As they went out, they went out with a high hand. Come on, victory, victory, victory. Give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Father.